Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Golly Dating 101 episode. Um, as you can tell uh, by the title, it's not going to be, I don't think this one will be any type of happy-go-lucky. I want to, you know, kind of shoot straight forward with today's episode. Um, you know, we had it planned out, whereas we just did the episode regarding the women to avoid. I was hoping we could do the, the, the men to avoid now, but I felt as though with you know, this pressing issue that's going on, it would be important for us to talk about it today. On today's episode, if you haven't seen the YouTube video because we try to release the video ahead of time, um, just to do a, a little quick precursor to today's episode, then it is what it is. You can always watch it later. But I want to dive into today's episode and get us talking about this issue that we have at hand. Um, Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz um, fired for misconduct. And, you know, obviously, you know, the having sex outside of his marriage. Um, so what I want to talk about when I, before, I, before we dive into it, I want to um, preface this, you know, with letting you know, this is not for gossip. This is not a clickbait thing, you know, and hoping more people will listen to our episode. We don't need more people to listen to our episode. As long as one person is impacted, Safa and I are always going to be happy by that. Um, but I want to talk about this because, you know, this is a ministry that God placed in our hands, whereas trying to teach people to date God's way and trying to teach people, you know, to strive for purity, not just in their lives, but we want to try to strive for that because it's easy for us to fall as well. We're not immune to it. So I just want to let you guys know that if you think this is the shade room, this is not, you know, this is godly dating. Um, We want to please God. We want God to be glorified. Um, We want God's name to be praised and all that we do. And, and addressing situations like this, because maybe someone from that church listens to this podcast, you know, and I want them to have their eyes opened as well, you know. So I view this episode as a, I view this situation, I should say, as a wake up call, you know, and it's my prayer, my desire that hopefully that you'll leave this episode or you'll leave this situation hearing about this guy and something will be changed in your life. So, yeah, I said all that. Boom. Let's just jump into the episode. Carl Lentz, Pastor Carl Lentz, he's um, from Australia, I believe. And now he was the pastor in New York, Hillsong, New York. And he admitted to being unfaithful to his wife in an Instagram post. Um, You know, shut off the comments, obviously, because people are going to bash them. But, you know, so he admitted to what the issue was. And it said, in his caption, our time at Hillsong, New York City has come to an end. This is a hard ending. So So what has been the most amazing, impactful, and special chapter of our lives. Leading the church has been an honor in every sense of the word, and it is impossible to articulate how much we have loved and will always love the amazing people in this church. When you accept the calling of being a pastor, you must live in such a way that it honors the mandate, that it honors the church, and that it honors God. When that does not happen, a change needs to be made and has been made in this case to ensure that standard is upheld. Laura and I and our amazing children have given all that we have to serve serve and build a church and over the years i did not do an adequate job of protecting my own spirit refilling my own soul and reaching out for the readily available help that is available when you lead out of an empty place you make choices that have real and painful consequences i was unfaithful in my marriage the most important relationship in my life and held accountable for that this failure is on me and me alone and i take full responsibility for my actions I now begin a journey of rebuilding trust with my wife, Laura, and our children and taking real time to work on to work on and heal my own life and seek out help that I need. 
I'm deeply sorry for breaking the trust of many people who have loved serving. We have loved serving and understand that this news can be very hard and confusing for people to hear and process. I would have liked to say this with my voice to you in person because you are owed that, but the opportunity I will not have. So to those people, I pray you can forgive me and that over time I can live a life where trust is earned again. To our pastors, Brian and Bobby, thank you for allowing us to lead, allowing us to thrive and giving us room to have a voice that you have never stifled or tried to silence. Thank you for your grace and kindness, especially in this season, as you have done so much to protect and love us through this. We, the Lentz family, don't know what this next chapter will look like, but we will walk into it together, very hopeful and grateful for the grace of God. Boom, that was a long-winded thing. I know many of you didn't plan for a four-minute intro, but here we are. <laughs> you know, so I just want to dive into a few things that we need to take from this. Um, I, I don't want to dive too much into his story because I, I don't follow the Hillsong group like that. You know, I, I really don't view Hillsong as a Bible-based church, Bible-based, you know. I don't view them as spiritually sound or having much doctrine, you know, or anything that I, I guess— I can just agree with. So that's not something I follow very closely. Um, but there's a few things that, that you need to take note of. One, this is very much possible for every single pastor or any person in spiritual leadership. So I know, you know, many of you may look at this guy as, ah, nah, Hillsong is just full of hypocrites. No, 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 no. It's so easy to think that. But please understand, this can happen to any person in spiritual leadership. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 12 through 13, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure it. So yeah, God, the Bible tells us that he'll make a way out, but he also lets us know that the things you're struggling with, someone else is struggling with. The issue that Pastor Carl Lentz was struggling with right there, another pastor is possibly struggling with it. Another pastor that believes truth, another pastor that believes and teaches holiness and teaches purity and teaches modesty and teaches godly living and teaches righteousness and teaches a life of prayer. All They may teach all of these things. They may, they may believe all these things, but it doesn't mean that they can't fall. And that's why it's very, it's very, it's very easy for us to judge him. It's so easy for us to judge a person that fell and forget that, nah, that's me, except for the grace of God. That could be my pastor, except for God's, God's grace, you know, not protecting them, you know. And this guy mentions, you know, he didn't guard his own spirit. He was leading from an empty place and all these things. And that goes to show us that there's a lot of people in spiritual leadership that are not that spiritual. Now, if you know anything about Pastor Carl Lentz, then I know you didn't think he was spiritual. Um, and if you did, I'm pretty sure you may need to evaluate what you are believing. Um, Pastor Carl Lentz doesn't come across as spiritual at all. He's probably a nice little hipster, but he's not he doesn't come across as a pastor, you know. Um, and it's not because he was Justin Bieber's little mentor and they went out together. But when you see pictures of a guy claiming to be a pastor, shirt off, shorts, um, hanging low, so it's like you can see his manhood. And, and it's like um, pastors, for one, children of God shouldn't look like this. So for one, the pastor who has a higher standard should be held to a higher, you know, standard, should be held to a higher standard. But he was. it doesn't seem as though he was ever held to that. But I do want to make it clear that it doesn't matter if Pastor Carl Lentz was, was lukewarm or never really saved because David was a man after God's own heart. And as a man after God's own heart, David still fell into adultery. And, and, and let me rephrase that. David didn't fall into adultery. He didn't make a mistake. He chose it. David chose to walk outside of God's will when he went after another man's wife in Bathsheba. You know, so don't think I'm trying to compare these two. I, I, I 
cannot think he's the furthest thing from David, <laughs> you know, but I do want to say that it's very much possible for people that are in spiritual leadership to fall. Um, the Bible says in Psalms 146 and verse three, put not your trust in princes, nor in the son of man in whom there is no help. The Bible make, makes it very clear to us. Don't think any person, don't think any pastor or any president for that matter can be your God. Don't think any of these people can be God. We have a problem of idolizing people. We have a problem of assuming someone is in a great position and that means they're invincible. No, but they're still human. Humans fall. Humans fail. Humans sin. And many times we, we worship people because they're in these positions. And we view our pastor as God. We view our minister as God. We view our spiritual boyfriend or girlfriend as our God. And God is like, no, no, no. Those people cannot be on the throne of your heart. Those people cannot be on the throne of your life. You have to understand that he is our source. God alone is our source. So people, I want you to understand that people can fail you and you must keep your trust in Jesus. You cannot put your trust, your ultimate trust in anyone else because they can easily fail you. And I say that because I want you to understand that there's going to be a lot of people that you find spiritual that are not going to hold on to truth. They're not going to they're not going to always obey the Bible. They're not going to always please God. And it's up to you to understand that just because they're not pleasing God doesn't mean I have to follow them. Paul said something wise to the Corinthians, he, the Corinthian church. He said, follow me as I follow Christ, which means if Paul stopped following Christ, then there was no reason for the Corinthian church to keep listening to him. He let them know if you see me honoring God and doing the work and setting a standard, then you follow it. But if you see me turn away, then I'm not telling you to continue following my standard. You know, so if your pastor turns away from God, that doesn't mean that you need to. If Hillsong's pastor obviously does his little dirt, that doesn't mean his church needs to be in adultery. It doesn't mean our churches need to be in adultery because we see a, a, a pastor do it. You know, so if your parents or your peers or anyone else like that are turning away from Jesus, please understand you must stay rooted in the word of God. You must stay rooted in prayer. You must stay rooted in the church. And I say that because it's so easy, so easy for us to turn away from God. It's so easy for us to be on a spiritual mountaintop and then lusting at night or be be high in, in God's presence in the morning and at night you're ready to cut somebody out because of how they mistreated you. Or it's so easy to give and to, to let the fruit of the Spirit show um, 9 a.m. But once it gets to 6 p.m., now you're gossiping, slandering. Now you're, you're, you're jealous, you're envious, you're unforgiving. It's so easy for us to fail. So never put your trust in people because Christian leadership can fail. I'm not saying be skeptical, be skeptical of, um, of people that are in authority. No, I'm saying, please understand they're in authority, but they're not God. Stop placing pastors in a position of God. The second thing that I wanted to point out is that sex, sexual sin happens way before the physical act. Um, I don't know about Pastor Carl Lentz's personal life. He's the one who admitted that he had sex outside of his marriage. Um, there are plenty of people that have been accusing him like, seriously, we're, we're acting surprised. He's been doing this for years. There are plenty of places and sources that are saying, oh, this was the norm. You know, apparently Pastor Carl Lentz has been, you know, wilding out for quite some time, you know, but that's, that's not the issue. The issue is when you, when you get comfortable thinking certain things, going certain places, hanging around certain crowds, Eventually, the lust is already in your heart. The songs that you were listening to, the shows you were watching. Listen, sex 
the sexual sin was happening way before you got in bed with that that boy or that girl. See, many of us, we repent after we slept with somebody that wasn't our spouse, or we repent after we got out of bed with our boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, you know, we're sorry and we're crying, God, please forgive me. I, I didn't mean to do that. It was just a moment of weakness. We're crying, and God is like, I mean, I can forgive you, but you were out of my will when you were sending the nudes. You were out of my will when you were flirting with her in the inbox. You were out of my will when you were flirting with him um, around a corner. You're hoping no one saw you. You were deleting messages. And because Pastor Carl has probably been deleting messages and hiding photos and doing all these things. And it's so easy to judge him for that. But how many of us are doing the same thing in our hearts? We just may not have his platform, but we cannot judge him because he had a platform. He got embarrassed because God isn't pleased with his actions when he sinned. And he isn't pleased with ours when we sin. Listen, I know many people may not want to hear such a, a tough, tough thing, man, but I have to be real with y'all. This stuff is serious. This stuff happens before the act. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 27 through 28, Jesus is the one speaking. He says, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, you shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Now, many of us are firing the, the pastor call lens of the world and we're rebuking the, the, the fake prophets and we're rebuking the fake evangelists and we're rebuking the perverted preachers. And we're doing all of that. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. They need to be corrected. I agree. But Jesus said, yeah, while you're rebuking a person who was publicly sinning, I saw what was in your heart. Hmm. Jesus is the one who says, I see what's in your heart. I see the perversion that is in your heart. Yeah, you may have been able to hide that text message from all your friends and family members or even your spouses, but I see the perversion. And I'm not saying God is just some angry guy in the, cl in the clouds, you know, just ready to catch you sinning so he could sark you with lightning and kill you and send you off to go burn in hell. That's not the type of God we serve. But God is saying, yeah, if you don't repent from those, you are still in danger of the same judgment that he is in, in danger of. Because a lot of times the church rebukes the woman who got pregnant, but they didn't rebuke the woman who was out sleeping with everybody and taking birth control or sleeping with everybody and got a couple abortions. You see, we can be so hypocritical. We want to we want to hold we want to hold Pastor Carl Lentz to a higher standard than we want to hold ourselves. We want to hold people to a standard, you know. We, we want to judge people by their actions, but we want to judge ourselves by our intentions. Oh, God knows. God knows I wasn't trying to have sex. That was a mistake. But when it's Pastor Carl Lentz, no, he's a pastor. He should have known better. It's so easy for us to be hypocrites. But I want to stop that because we have to understand that God wants to get a hold of our lives from the root. Because sexual sin happens before the act happens. Sexual sin happens in our minds, in our hearts. The pornography alone wasn't what displeased God. It was the desire for pornography. It was the mindset of focusing on pornography. That's what was displeasing God, not just the masturbation. What was in your heart? What, what were you feeding yourself that was pushing God out of your heart and feeding yourself with the things of this world? That's what God is trying to get to the root of. Because the spirit of lust extends way beyond physical actions. It extends way beyond what, where you put your hands and who you are in bed with. No, it's a spirit behind it that God is trying to get out of his people because all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And those things are not from the Father. That's what the book of 1 John says. Those things are not from God. 
And I want you to understand that your soul can literally be tied to somebody, you know, or you, you may have been emotionally stimulated by somebody or, you know, all these things may be coming from people that aren't your spouse. And God is saying, you need to let go of some of these relationships, because if you don't let go of it, you're going to be in the same situation Pastor Carl Lentz is in. And please don't think I'm preaching to you all. I'm preaching to me. I have to guard my heart because some of these girls are fast. Like some of these people are are just nasty. And then if I don't keep my flesh under subjection, I can entertain some nonsense too, like how he did. I'm not thinking I'm better than this guy. I'm not thinking I know more Jesus than this guy. I'm not thinking I know more about God than anybody. Anyone is able to fall. David was a man after God's own heart. Solomon was the wisest man. Samson was the strongest man. And all of them allowed women to turn their hearts away from God at some point or another. The third point I want to mention to you guys, <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm coming across this as a bit rough. You know, it's all in love, to be honest. But three, I want to say this. If your theology about God is wrong, then your lifestyle is going to be wrong as well. And 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 this isn't just to be petty. Well, I, I know to come across as petty. That's why I say it that way. But this isn't to be disrespectful towards them. But Hillsong is not preaching the full truth of the Bible. There are so many churches that, you know, they don't want a biblical Jesus. They want their idea of him. They want the God who, who doesn't allow anyone to go to hell and everyone is in heaven. They want the God who who doesn't rebuke sin, but the God who who gives everybody a pass and graces for everyone. And God is so good. And let's just all be friends. You know, that's the type of Jesus they serve, not the Jesus that rebuke people, not the Jesus that call people hypocrites, not the Jesus that rebuke sin, not the Jesus that that told the woman at that, that fell into adultery. I'm not condemning you. And that's the part they'll preach. But Jesus also released that woman and said, go and sin no more. Because Jesus understood that, yeah, it's my love that's going to lift her up, but it's only my, she has to decide to keep staying in my love. She has to stay in my will. And many of us think because God has forgiven us that we can continue doing whatever we want, but that's not, that's not biblical. God forgave you, but he didn't forgive you for you to continue in sin. He forgave you so you could rise above sin. You know, so I know many churches, they just want to preach about grace and God is so cool and my pastor is in the coolest skinny jeans and in Jordans and chest out and you got to have the nice curly hair, whatever kind of stupid hairstyle some of these, these people have nowadays. But everyone just wants to be cool and show off how they look and be hipsters. But we don't need pastors that just look cool. We need pastors that know Christ. We need we need to be believers that don't just look cool or look the part. We need to look like we've been in prayer. We need to look like we know God. We need to look like we have a relationship with God, you know. So if you if your idea of of a good sermon is that I felt good today, you need to reevaluate if you're a lukewarm Christian, because there are many Christians that are lukewarm and they may not know it. Because I would rather me personally, I, I love a good sermon, you know, whether it's hellfire or whether it's God's grace. I just love a good sermon. I love when you point people back to God. But I have a strong problem when every message is grace. Just like I have a strong problem when everything is hell, 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 and you're sending people to hell, and we're not not trying to scare people to God. We want people to know that God loves them. But at the same time, you also want people to know that God has a standard. You know, and I don't want any of you listening to this podcast to ever get the wrong idea of where I stand. I believe that God has a standard and he expects us to obey his word. I'm not saying everyone is gonna be perfect. I I sin all the time. I probably sin right before starting this podcast episode. But I want you to understand that God, 
isn't pleased with us just because we attend service. He's pleased with us because we have a relationship with him. He loves us because we're his children. And what, what parent doesn't want to spend time with their child? But when it comes to having bad theology, man, we need to understand that we need to pursue holiness over popularity. You know, because many of us, we love these these preachers. We love these these cool pastors. I see a lot of these viral pastors, and I'll listen to them to see what the hype is about. And I'll listen to one message. Oh, that was good. And then you'll listen to a couple more, and we're just like, hold on. They didn't even say the word sin once. They never mentioned repentance. They never mentioned, you know, any, everything is just God's blessings and how God loves you so much. And, and it's just like, yeah, tell people God's going to bless them. Tell people God loves them. But don't lie to them. Tell them that God wants them also to turn away from the world. Don't let people feel as though they can be friends with the world. The Bible says that friendship with the world is enmity against God. So you're literally becoming God's enemy when you're trying to be friends with the world. I mean, I'm not saying hate people that are in the world, but you have to hate. We have to start hating the sins that we so casually just we just love these sins, these sins that we, that it just make us feel good. You know, if your issue is less than ah, uh, you just love sleeping around. If your issue is drinking, ah, uh, you just love drinking. God is saying you have to turn away from these things. You have to turn to me, because a lot of these YouTube sensations, you know, you guys think they always have a good word from you, but no, what they're really doing is making you feel good on your way to hell. They never told you to repent. If they never expose you to the truth of scripture and everything is just make a joyful noise unto the Lord, come on, man. It's more to church than that. It's more to God than just, I love you. Because the Bible says, whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Every good parent, every one of us that has a good parent, we know all about correction. We know all about a parent that was willing to rebuke us, willing to, to beat us, <laughs> or willing to do something just to discipline us. We know that that's required. You need to go like the people in the book of Acts, that when a pastor preaches or when a person preaches, you check the scripture to see if what they said was true, because you want to make sure that they heard from God. You never think that just because a person said it, that it's true. Never think that just because it's your favorite preacher, it's true. You want to make sure that God said it. You want to make sure God's word aligns with it. You don't want to just okay it was pastor so and so and don't get me wrong i'm not using this person because i think they're a hypocrite but everyone listening probably knows joe um joe osteen or td jakes i'll say td jakes because some more people probably like td jakes but don't just say oh td jakes said it therefore it's true no 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 check the scripture after he said it and it's not me bashing him i don't i don't listen to him so I, i'm not going to be one of those people that start yelling out heretic and all that type of stuff um but i want you to make sure that you 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 check what the person is saying. I don't want you just to just to run off with everybody because they're popular or they're trendy or they're YouTube viral or they have a book or oh my friend goes to their church and my friend. Listen, you want to just make sure what they're saying leads you closer to God, and leads you to uh, uh yeah basically just leads you closer to God because if your pastor is leading you closer to God then there's no need to say, you know to to rebuke them or any type of issue. But you want to make sure that you're underneath some leadership that is biblically sound. Man, I I, I feel like I, I, I don't want to be a doomsday guy, you know, so it's kind of hard for me to, to approach this, but y'all bear with me, you know, because <laughs> I, I really do love y'all and I really do mean well. Um, but I think there are some things as well that we need to focus on 
in order to uh, uh, maybe, I guess, prevent it from happening again or prevent ourselves from falling into this. So it's a few things that I want to mention for you guys. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Number one, please pray for your leaders. Many of you guys... I don't know what it's going to take for you to realize your pastors are going through literal hell to deal with you. Um, Starting this page, Godly Dating 101, I feel like that's when sexual temptation became ridiculous for me because I'm dealing with people. All of them are dealing with pornography addictions. All of them are dealing with lust addictions. Everybody's sleeping around. They'll ask me for advice and then they go back and then they're still shacking up and they're still doing all kinds of things. So I'm dealing with, I'm trying to help people and I'm praying for people because I pray for you guys, dealing with people that have all these type of demonic spirits trying to attack you all. And I'm praying that God, you know, you know, protects you. You don't think those demons are going to attack me, attack my marriage. <laughs> you, you don't think that God is going to, that God, you know, God will allow me to go through a test to keep sh- making sure that I keep being molded into his image. So God will allow it. But you don't think that the enemy will try to attack me or try to attack my marriage or send these lustful women. There's plenty of lustful women. Some of that I have to block. Some people that I'm friends with that I have to mute their account. So I'm not looking at nonsense, you know, but we have to pray for leaders because Carl Lentz, man, pray for him. Pray for him. I know many of you are going to think, ah, oh, he's a hypocrite. He's sleeping around, blah, blah, blah. But when the world hears this news, when the world heard this, all they heard was another pastor in a scandal, uh, another hypocrite. That's what they heard. They didn't hear Hillsong pastor. What they heard was another preacher taking advantage of people. That's what they heard. So it doesn't matter if you believe in holiness and you was, you, was, you believe that this guy's worldly. The world does not care about that. They look at the church as a joke. The world will look at us as though we don't take this serious. Why would we even... Why we even go to your church when you invite us when your own pastor is a hypocrite? You know, those are the type of things that happens when when pastors fall into sin, pastors fall into temptation. So pray for him. You know, he has a family that God needs to restore, that God will restore. Um, I believe that God is able to strengthen his marriage. I believe that God is able to correct him, to save him, save his family. He has children that are three different children. Um, I believe it was a boy and two girls, and all of them look like they're at least 10 to maybe about 16. Um, I don't know. Um, and obviously they're at the age that they understand what daddy did wrong. And you don't want, you know, that, that household to be broken apart, you know, because of his, his, his terrible decision-making. So pray for them, pray for peace, pray for your pastor, especially your pastor, pray for your parents, whoever it is that, that is guiding you spiritually, pray for your strong friends, the person that's always telling you to avoid lust that person could be battling it. And that's the reason why they're telling you to avoid less. Because a lot of people ask me things like, how'd you get so so much content? Um, Because I've made so much dumb decisions. I know what it means to be filled with lust. I know what it means to be struggling. Well, I'm married and it's like, my wife should be beautiful. And I know what it means to be like, oh, hold on. I did not mean to look at that picture on social media. I did not mean, yeah, but this is a spirit behind lust and it comes to attack you. It doesn't, it's not a respecter of persons. You know, the second thing I want you to do is to stop placing your pastors on pedestals. I don't care how popular they are. Stop placing them on a pedestal. Stop assuming 
that these people are celebrities or even not just celebrities. Stop assuming that these people are God. They are able to fall. They are they are fallible. They're able to make a mistake. So don't assume that they're, you know, you know, invincible. It's not God's will for for our pastors to get more praise and get more attention in Jesus. And that's what a lot of Christians are doing. Your pastor can only point you to God. It can only point you to Jesus, but they can never be God for you. So never look to your pastor as an idol, as though they are some perfect human being that, that can do no wrong. No, your, your pastor can get things wrong. And I want you to make sure that you don't elevate them above God. You know, don't assume that we're called to be celebrities. We're not called to be celebrities. I know I have a very large following, but I am not a celebrity. I am not invincible. I can fall into adultery as well. I'm not ignorant of that. And that's the reason why I have to pray. I have to avoid sexual, um, sexually tempting situations. I have to avoid putting my, my marriage at risk because just because I'm horny or just because a woman is flirting with me doesn't mean that's worth my marriage. Doesn't mean it's worth my soul. So I want you to understand, man, a lot of these preachers, especially the ones that are always trying to be cool with all these popular celebrities, be careful of them because Jesus didn't call us to be celebrities. You know, if you have to compromise scripture to be around some of these people, then why is you think God called you to be around them? No. And trust me, if Jesus was preaching in today's time, many of your churches would not allow him in. Many of your churches would say, get this judgmental, legalistic, disrespectful, you know, blah, blah, blah. What is that? What is he wearing? Why is he in a suit? Ill? What? Where, where's his skinnies? Where are the rips in his jeans? You know, there's so many stupid standards, so many shallow, corny standards we set for pastors nowadays. We rather a pastor that looks, that, that fits with the crowd rather than one that fits in with Christ, rather than one that travails in prayer, rather than one that spends hours in the word of God. We just want somebody that'll make us feel good, make us feel good about our sin, make us not feel like we're going to hell. You know, hey, make me feel good, bro. All right. Appreciate the word. Thank you. Have a good day. That's the type of preachers that some people in the world are looking for. That's not the type of preacher that you need for your soul to be saved. If you want a, a true preacher that's going to lead you to Christ, you have to understand that sometimes the message may not feel good. And it's not up to you to turn away from God just because you didn't like what the preacher was mentioning. You need to be willing to see God. Okay. Be willing to hear from God. Be willing to, to let whatever difficult message a preacher is saying to, to reach your heart and not to just lead to another church that preaches nonsense because you want to feel good in your sin. You know, because trust me, man, I know I know I know it's easy to fall into that man, the sin that that man was in. But the third point I want to say um, for all of you all. Guard your heart from lust, man. You can fall into the situation yourself. We talk, we talk about lust on so many podcast episodes, so I'm not going to dive too deep. But please understand, you could have been in that scenario. Guard your heart, man. Guard your heart because the enemy is coming to kill you and destroy. So lust, it always, it, it always begins um, you know, privately. It always begins in secret, but it will always manifest publicly. So you think you can flirt around and it's no big deal. Yeah, you can flirt now. But eventually, that person you're sleeping with, the church is going to find out because you can fool us, but you can't fool God. Somebody's going to eventually end up pregnant. Somebody's going to eventually end up brokenhearted. Someone is eventually going to, you know, go into you're you're probably going to end up in depression because the person you're sneaking around with is going to end up marrying someone else. Listen, just guard your heart, man. Lust is not something you want to play with, you know, and 
maybe you never did anything wrong physically, you know, just because you haven't acted on it, that doesn't mean that you haven't already committed adultery because adultery starts within the walls of our heart. God says it started in our mind. He said it goes way beyond the physical connectivity and way beyond just having sex, what happens in bed. No, what happens up to that is also an issue that God wants to work on. And number four, especially for those that, that may be in leadership, I want you to understand this. Don't water down the gospel. There are a lot of people that are in sin in these churches. And I won't say it's because they fell. I want to say because their churches don't preach truth. So they don't know God's standard of righteousness. They don't know what God expects from them because they don't read their Bible. You just listen to whatever the preacher says. So this is very common when, when, when your church just tells you, oh, God forgives, God forgives. They don't tell you that God wants you to live right. So who cares? Do whatever you want, you know? So it's so easy for us to water down truth. But I want you to understand that you don't need to water down truth. That's not God's will. We need to strive to please him. You're not going to be perfect. But the goal is to strive to please him. Bible says to flee fornication. You know, so if we're we're out, we're just in a church that just say, ah, oh, God loves everybody. Just believe you can you can have sex. You know, just believe. Listen, man, run away from these churches. <laughs> sin is still sin, even if your pastor is doing it. Sin is still sin, even if America makes it legal. Sin is still sin, no matter what the LGBT or any committee is is pushing. Sin is still sin. You know, so when I saw this situation, man, it broke my heart. Not because I know anything about him, but I understand that this is a lot on his wife. This is a lot on his family. This is a lot a lot on the Hillsong Church. And even if Hillsong is a church full of, you know, whatever type of believers, anything you want to call them, there's, there's still people that put their trust in Jesus and there's still people that want to be saved. So I'm praying for that those people. I want us to pray for the body of Christ over there. I want us to pray that God will save them, bring truth to that church, bring truth to their denomination, whatever they call themselves break truth to them, you know, so God will save them, fill them with his spirit, you know, and that God will restore this brother because I don't care if he never becomes a pastor, but I would love to know that he made it into heaven. That's what's most important, you know, so I don't know, maybe this wasn't an exciting episode, but for those who listen to the end, trust me, I appreciate you guys. You know, we thank, we're thankful for all that you, you know, you guys do. Many of you guys join the Patreon family. Um, the video hopefully got up on YouTube. It was because of you guys. We were able to get equipment. It's up to you guys that we're going to start this um, sermon series soon. I'm just trying to graduate this semester. And that's the only, only thing delaying it. It's a lot of schoolwork I have getting ready for finals. Um, but I appreciate you guys. And I'm praying, praying for God's best. And as always, we'll see you next Thursday. Peace.